Clip your common demise You got me addicted to romance Neon lights on the corner The rumble of a tired rock and roll band You're this neighborhood's broken with all the blessings that it grants I'll tell you about this dream I had If you tell me of your plans You got me addicted to man's Now the night is sweet and long, my dear Though the end's always at hand My muse, the muse and good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. Not only do we bring you all the greatest news from the great author in our Canadian uh, Great North, but we bring you brand new Bruce music in the morning. <laughs> For those of you who like to have some Bruce juice. <laughs> I know you like the Bruce juice, Sam. <laughs> You've been drinking that. I've been always liked the Bruce juice. For decades. And I am a fan. Of course I, I have. Am, of course I, I have. Right there with you. you he <laughs> is phenomenal. Very excited uh, for his new music. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, this is actually the, um, he uh, wrote the uh, song for that uh, new movie out that's coming out with uh, Peter Dinklage and Anne Hathaway. Um, was it? I forget the name of it off the top of I, my head. But I've heard of it, yeah, but I am not sure of what it is. As as Elena says, good choice as always, Pam. And I see Shell is on in the chat. She comes to me. And Ashley. Mm -hmm. So and, and Ellie. Ellie. And it's it's still dark there, and Shell's waiting for the sun to come too. <laughs> well, it's it's cloudy and rainy here in uh, Pennsylvania. The northeast part of the U.S., um, but it doesn't dampen my spirits. And why is that, you ask? No, well, the Orioles are in the playoffs. You because, <laughs> and you're going to be there for the. First and I'm game. going to the first game. <laughs> my daughter is a diehard, like my husband and my entire family, and we've waited a very long time for the Orioles to be back in the playoffs. <laughs> And we've never seen them win 101 games in one season. It's very exciting. I know you Yankees people are used to that. But this is a big turnaround. One of the best turnarounds that, that in the history of the MLB. Because two years ago, they lost 110 games. Just putting it in perspective for yep. my non-sports friends. So my yes. daughter, because it is a little rainy. And it's going to be rainy in Baltimore. But then I looked and I saw it's going to be sunny during the game. Um was able to get tickets on uh, SeatGeek. So oh, affordable, that's great. That's great. more, more, I should say more affordable tickets on SeatGeek because we had, we had already yes. opted out. None of, none of them are, <laughs> yeah, none of them are ever around. No, they're not, they're not the 25 or $30 seats that we used to be able to get. No. Um, mm -hmm. So we're super excited. So that is what we're doing after the podcast today because games at one o'clock games at one o'clock so yes we're heading south and I'll, I'll i'll be i'll be heading into uh some back into my room to hibernate this today because i don't want to do anything and it's going to be cloudy and rainy here and 
Hallmark will be on. I know. Well, it's it is actually we'll a perfect day to curl up for ch- chilling and watching TV or reading a book. At least up mm. here in the Northeast. It's true. Elena said, "Warm but wet today here in Maine. Two to three inches of rain coming this afternoon. Like we need more." And I see Floor is bringing her Florida sunshine to the podcast today. Hi, Floor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's wet today here in Maine. <laughs> and did I see? Did That's, I see our mm-hmm. friend from? Yes, the Big EC, Brenda. Brenda's here. Oh, yes, so yes. glad you could join. And so is Lori. She said, hello, everybody. I thought that was Bruce, but he sounded a little different. Yeah. Then again, I'm sleepy. Well, he, <laughs> well Bruce and Patty uh, wrote this song. It's for the uh, movie She Comes to Me. Nice. And it's got Peter Dinklage and Anne Hathaway and um, Marissa Tomei. Oh, that, that's a great cast. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting cast, so it, it should be pretty good. I think it comes out this weekend. I'm not sure. I know they had an exemption to uh, promote the movie, so I know Ian Hathaway's been running around promoting it. Oh, that's great. That's um, that's cool. Yeah. I'm uh, go- Which, by the way, copying the link of the movie on, uh, so you can see it. Okay. Um, if there's... Uh, I understand from uh, a live that Tusca did earlier this week that Passion Flicks is trying to get um, the exemption as well so that uh, Melanie and Julio and uh, the other people that have done movies with them can can actually get into it. So, you know, this way they can promote their films too. So that, you know, but she's, as she said, we're like 800th on the list. So who knows what will happen. Anyway, hopefully that strike will be over soon. Because um, there's a lot of good movies that want to be made out there, not just with passion flicks. So. And being the movie file, yes, you call them. It's, it's important to me. But in any event, in any event, so if I sound a little off today, it's because I've only been awake for about twenty minutes now, <laughs> and within that twenty minutes, I got this set up: the dog out, two cups of coffee. Of this, of which I'm uh, now drinking. So we will uh, we will soldier on. Keep calm and carry yes, on. Yes, yes. Sally Forrest. Anyhow, as <laughs> yes, as yes. they say in uh, the Passion Flicks movie, The Will. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh dear Lord. Anyway, <laughs> um, as, as as we all know, it's it's a Canadian Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, or as a Brittle Star likes to point out, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> and if you ever if you go down to, uh, I think he's on TikTok, and he might be on um, Twitter. I'm not sure, or X as it's now called. Uh, he has a lot of. He he's very funny. He's a comedian, Canadian comedian. And does a lot of back and forth. And during the pandemic, he would play his uh, U.S. neighbor as well as the Canadian neighbor, and they'd go back and forth on things. And it was oh, fun. that would be fun to watch. And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so, girls and I were watching I House Hunters International, and the ca- couple was Canadian, and they just they knew right away, like three words, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, they must be from Canada." And they were they were actually from. Um, <laughs> Uh, they were from Western Canada, so the accent is even a little more pronounced and different. 
than uh, yeah. well, it those all depends. folks in it all Eastern depends. provinces. It all depends where you are. Mm-hmm. If you're in a more rural province area of a province, it it's a lot heavier. It's it's like it's like any metropolitan area here. If you if you're from the south, or if you're from the Midwest, or wherever the pronounced, uh, you know dialects are the closer you get to a cosmopolitan the more homogenous it becomes so oh that's a big one I know you were impressive today Pam (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lori just asked what is his name the the Canadian comic Uh, Brittle Star let me see if I can find a link to him I'll I'll put I'll put his name into the chat room you can google him yeah, he's he's really funny. I really like him. In fact, he just wrote a book, and he was he was promoting it. I think he was out in Manitoba or Calgary this week. Oh yeah, he has a YouTube channel called Brittle Tube, um, Brittle uh, Star. I think is that the yeah. yeah. He's funny. He funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love create. I, I love enjoy, creative. I, enjoy his I love creative people. Yeah, yeah, they're always interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so as I said, it's Canadian De- or Thanksgiving weekend in Canada, and um, they SR has, you know, did has gone off into the wilderness. I'm sure to celebrate with all his family. So, so good for him, and happy Thanksgiving, and happy Thanksgiving to all our Canadian friends. Yes, yes, we're wishing everyone a wonderful holiday weekend. Of course, I was delirious when I wrote my email to SR and forgot to wish him a happy Thanksgiving. So I need to go and do that <laughs> after the podcast. Uh, I did do that, and I told. I, I also sent him a picture. I don't know if any of you have seen the, my big fat Greek wedding. Annie, yes, on, uh, one, two, or three, and they have eating pants for when the family gets together and eats. <laughs> well, I sent SR a copy of, of the pants that says eating pants. <laughs> Ready for Thanksgiving? <laughs> Ready for Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. I, I can see them now. They'll start advertising that on, on, on TV. Oh my gosh. I don't know about, I don't know about that, but they know that they do have them at the, I, I just searched for them yesterday and I, I found them at the end. NBC store. That's hilarious. I just copied the picture of her. So, and well, it's a universal picture. Yeah. So, focus features, which is all part of Comcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think we've, you know, as you mentioned, uh, in news around all things SR, obviously, this is the week coming up for the part two of Redemption, which has been so eagerly awaited, which I'm not ready to watch. Um, but it's going to be great. And then this earlier this week, as Pam mentioned at the top of the podcast, um, their Tosca did a live and gave some good updates as to all the things, well, you know, all of the things that they were ready to share. Let me put it that way. Um, on the passion fix flicks agenda and they've been scouting and they're looking actively now. For the two lead characters for Wallbanger. 
So if you've read the book by but Alice, until the strike is over, read the book by Alice Clayton. Um, yes, of course, but that's going to be priority <laughs> one when the strike ends. Right. But they can't talk to any of the actors until the uh, strike is over. Right. So. Yeah. That was what she said. I, so. It's anyway. it's exciting stuff. I'm also really happy to hear they're planning um, to do the parts two and three of the Granger series for um, the brother a brother's honor um, because that has been a movie I've been waiting for for a long time, and I'm very excited about that. So good things coming from Tosca and Company, and <clears throat> and good things coming here next week. Just a reminder. The boss, SR, SR, coming to join us in the chat. So get ready. Mm -hmm. <laughs> get your donuts and coffee ready. If you have any maple syrup, add that, which, by the way, I am low on. I finished. Mary, mm. you need so to get some more. Get mm. some. Maple syrup and coffee is really do. good, by the way. I do. As a sweetener, just something fun to try. Maple, maple. If if it's if it's real maple syrup, it's a very mm -hmm. good sweetener. Oh yeah, um, but absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a pancake and uh, waffle person for my, mm -hmm. syrup, but that's beside the point. Anyway, so we're looking forward to having SR with us next week, and he's looking forward to coming on too. Now he did mention last week that he's also going to be doing a chat with. Um, the Central American group, but I, I still haven't seen any dates on that yet. I know it's it'll be in a, this month. So. Yes. Anyway. So we're um, excited about the SR News and also excited to turn our attention mm -hmm. to the long-awaited scene <laughs> um, at the Ashmolean Museum. So that's where we begin in Chapter 18. Uh, Gabriel and Julia went to the Ashmolean and I don't know if you guys have seen the, the pictures of this place, but it's, it is beautiful holding hands while they meander through the exhibits. And Pam, did you go to the Ashmolean when you were? I did. I did. I walked all around it. Um, they have a lot of great exhibits. There's so, though when I was there, they were doing uh, a music, a musical instrument. Uh, exhibit, which was really cool because you had everything from like a lute to a bass and guitars and all kinds of stuff in there. And, you know, the, from the oldest they could find to the newer ones. And they have, uh, I believe they have part of the Rosetta Stone there. Which is so cool. And was it the Magna Carta, one of the others. It was one of the other, the Magna Carta, the Ro Rosetta Stone, I forget. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different rooms in there. And as I said, I've said this many times there, if Julie and Gabriel wanted to find a good room to go to, they should have consulted me because there were some. I love the fact that you could have directed them. I'm just saying, I love the way your mind works. Penny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, what can I tell you? I'm, I'm now, I'm, 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 I'm not even finished the second cup of coffee yet. And it's I already know. going anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just put the link into the Ashmolean so you can check it out for yourself. But it's a gorgeous building. Um, and I can imagine them meandering it is, it is. through it, it, the exhibits um, hand in hand. And it, 
And it is right across the street from the mm-hmm. rental. Which would be very convenient for them. Which would be very convenient for them. Yeah. Yeah. For, and it's, you know, all part of that very walkable Oxford area around the colleges and what have you. Yeah, it's... My mind goes, always goes there. So. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to the Ashmolean? Trust me. <laughs> yes, it does go to the Ashmolean. And, and, and I, you know, I, I was even at the Bodleian while I was there, and I was at this other museum. That, they had this, like, bookstore that was connected to Oxford that I went into, and I picked up a couple things there uh, and then proceeded to leave them in Bath, but that's another story. Um, but I did... Uh, they they had a Jane Austen exhibit, which was... I mean, it had her... It had a, um, a manuscript she wrote, and, you know, of course, everything was written longhand then. And uh, a dress she had and a bunch of other things. And you weren't allowed to take any pictures of it because the, the Austin fam- family would not allow Wow. It. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, just, um, well, they're, they're protecting yes. it. I, I, I Just a little background on the Ashmolean because you know how we like to do here at All Things SR. It came into existence in 1682 when Elias Ashmole gifted... Ashmole. And if you've read Dis- Discovery of Witches, you'll know that. Yes, I know. Wow. It's all like coming together. Uh, Elias Ashmole uh-huh. gifted his collection to the university. It opened as Britain's first public museum and the world's first university museum in the year 1683, the next year. Um, the founding principle remains that knowledge of humanity across cultures and across times is important to society. A laudable intention, but the uncomfortable truth is that much of the collection was inevitably selected and obtained as a result of colonial power. So it's, uh, there's, there's some good I, history had, back had, here um, about it. They also had a lot of, they also had a lot of like samurai outfits and stuff from like. Um, oh Japan. yeah, it seems like it's from which was, which was neat all yeah. over. Um, when it was gifted, uh, it was combined with an older university collection, which included Guy Fawkes' lantern and Jacob's coat of many colors. Um, mm-hmm. The original Ashmolean Museum opened on Broad Street, um, which is in a building now uh, housing the History of Science Museum. And they, mm-hmm. members of the public were admitted to the Ashmolean Museum from the outset, which was very controversial in the 17th century, which I think that's kind of cool. I mean, because I, I yeah, think well, it would have been you, considered you as, time. you know, uh, not for the masses. It would have been like a, a more elite type of thing. But that's interesting. Yeah, it would, it would have been more elite, but that's Yeah. Yeah, it is. That yeah, is cool. very, very interesting um, history. And, you know, thanks, Elias, for uh, gifting this stuff. Um, and uh, th- like I said, there's history in, uh, and the history about it is kind of buried. It's a little bit harder to find in the website, so I'm going to put it. It's at the very, very bottom. And, yes, we are having our friends in the chat were saying... Ellie's actually listening to the Discovery of Witches series now and watching. It's funny because I was just thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this would be a great time of year. Um, I never finished watching the series, 
and um, I haven't finished book three. So I was thinking, oh, I might turn my attention to that. Floor Notes, it was such a great series. And yeah, I mean. It was. And gorgeously filmed. And the day I was, and the day I was in Oxford, they were uh, actually fil filming at um, the Bodleian the, the, from the uh, season one. Oh. So, which was very cool, which, which was, I didn't know. I knew they were filming there, but I didn't know what the deal yeah, was. Yeah, I think it's cool you were actually there. they were filming in Wales. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, Ashmole, <laughs> you know, Oxford. So, Very anyhow. cool. So check out the Ashmolean. Um, you can imagine Gabriel and Julia wandering there. We'll be able to see it on the screen in a couple days. Um, Gabriel told her while they were walking through the halls that he was really sorry he had not attended her graduation from the University of Toronto, but he just could not be in the same room and not go to her. And to do that in front of Jeremy and Dean Aris would have been really, it would have been horribly destructive. And Julia said she actually was looking for him. And that was, that was a very touching and heartbreaking kind of scene reading that. She was so sure that he was going to be there. But Gabriel assured her that he would definitely be at her next graduation. And they promised each other that. Julia reached up and pressed their lips together and thanked him. So starting to do the smoocheroo in the Ashmolean. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They continued to walk through the exhibits when they came to a medieval portrait of St. Lucy. And this reminded her of the email she received from Rachel. She let Gabriel know it came and that Rachel asked how the paper presentation went. And Gabriel asked if she was pregnant already. <laughs> Shell says, throws tomatoes, tomatoes at Dean Harris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about, talk about your, uh, your killjoy there. Um, so, you know, Julia's talking about Rachel's comments and Gabriel um, wanted to know if she was pregnant and Rachel had said they not said if they were, but it was not for her lack of trying. <laughs> and you can imagine the look on Gabriel's face. It's like, I don't want to imagine that, um, too much information. <laughs> and Julia reminded him that Rachel probably did not need that kind of information either, but she was very happy when Julia told her that they had consummated their relationship. And he found that hard to believe as he pulled Julia into a dark corner. Julia continued on saying, they were looking, you know, she said, don't distract me. They're looking for a new house. I have to finish telling you my news before you distract me even more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and they were looking forward, uh, Rachel and Aaron were looking forward to coming to Cambridge for Labor Day weekend. Gabriel tried to quiet her, saying he was going to kiss her. However, Julia was still not finished. As Gabriel pouted, she told him that Rachel and Aaron had asked them to light a candle in Assisi and pray for a baby for them, which I thought was very poignant. Yeah, because if, you, if you, you're considering when when we uh, Rachel was talking with them in Cambridge after from Promise, it was like she'd kind of lost her religion a yeah. little bit. 
Yeah. Lost her faith. She did. She did. And Shell says, if you can't handle the answer, don't ask the question. <laughs> exactly. Oh, trust me. You know Rachel was all in. She couldn't wait. She wanted details, brother or not. She wanted her friend to be happy. Um, right, right. But, uh, and R Rachel just has that inquiring mind. But I think uh, big brother... Uh, Gabriel just can't even wrap his brain around the fact his sister has sex, so does not want to think about that. Well, that mm -hmm. that that's that's true of all mm -hmm. <laughs> big brothers mm -hmm. and little brothers. Yeah, yeah. So while Gabriel suggested that Richard's prayer would be better, he did say there was one more thing he was hoping for. And he had such a look of hope on his face. He just could not hide the brightness of hope in his eyes. It was as if the unanswered prayer was a treasure that he deeply desired. And Julia picked up on that and noted the change, but chose to ignore it. You know, she was still relishing her euphoria of the lecture and seeing that hope in his eyes made her discomfort um, all the worse. I think that really ramped up her anxiety. And as the light in his eyes mm -hmm. began to fade, he asked, why are you looking at me like that? So Julia couldn't hide her reaction. She was not having a good poker face at all. And she was signaling to him that she was in distress. And his look and his comment affected her. And when she asked what, he said, like I repulsed you in some way. So, I mean, look, this is both of their insecurities on display, like raging insecurities. Uh -huh. She's insecure about the idea of motherhood. He's insecure about her wanting to have a child with him. Um, uh -huh. And, you know, she assured him she wasn't repulsed. It's just difficult to think of babies when uh, lectures in grad school were whirling in her head. And um, I thought this, I, this was, you know, this is kind of the crux of this debate in this book, right? Mm -hmm. To talk about the baby, having a baby, the idea of parenthood, or to not. And Gabriel said, look, this is not an either or proposition. You know, he would never make her lose her dreams. Uh, he felt that he demonstrated that enough. And Julia pointed out that his sacrifice caused a great deal of pain, and he acknowledged that. So it's really challenging. You know, Shell says if she can talk about her academic future, why can she talk? Why can't she talk about family future? I know, Shell. It's it's a little perplexing. I know part of it is not just her anxiety, but her desire not to want to hold back. She doesn't want to hold him back from his dreams and desires. His dreams. Um, as Shell notes, how many times must he prove himself? I know. I hear Anna in my head, man. Anna would be all over this, right, guys? Um, yeah, she would. She would. So I, I don't – it's hard for me. I'm not in Julia's shoes. I think for her, she is swirling in the academia. She's anxious about being – a mother because of her situation growing up. 
But I also think she sees how excited Gabriel is, and there are not many things that get him that excited, and she doesn't want to withhold that from him. Um, but I think that's just a false conception on her part. I think that she's holding... It's one of those things where she is... Ex- well, setting I, herself I she's, expect- also- she's setting herself up for high expectations. And I, I think, uh, you know, I, a lot of that is caused by her anxiety of all this. But, but I think she does feel a certain amount of expectation when Gabriel's, you know, is like, oh, you know, baby. And I mean, he, he right now he can't even he, he can't even father a child right now, right? Without having a reversal, right. so it's so it's a combination of both of them. I yeah, think. but I mean, I think that's why he wants to talk about it because if they do want to have it, it's not something they can just start. Um, he knows it's going right. to take time, and he knows it's a long shot. So, I, I, you know, I'm definitely Team Gabriel in this issue. Um, even though I understand Julia's anxiety, I, I think it doesn't hurt to chat and and just discuss it. Um, Shell says mm-hmm. it seems it just seems that she wants to push him, but doesn't like to be pushed back emotionally or verbally. And Elena said, mm-hmm. I think the 10 year age difference weighs into this for her as well. She's got plenty of time. He's that much older to be a dad, which really isn't an issue in this day and age. And Shell said, queen of anxiety here. I get it. But come on, Julia. Yeah, I know. I know it's it's. Mm-hmm. I think they're yeah talking it's, it's, about it though, frankly. Yeah, they should talk mm-hmm. about it, but but again, it, it'll it, it takes time when she gets her act yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. You know, so as they walk towards oh. the exhibits, Julia said to him that before they got married, she wanted you know there was nothing better than having little blue-eyed boys with you, and it still makes her happy to think about. But Gabriel wanted to know why about it. And he gave, I, I love this example, but he's right, you know, and this is why I think mm-hmm. he's right in his, his, why can't we talk about it? Um, I do think it's important too, that Julia reminded him, mm-hmm. I've wanted to have children with you. I've talked to you about that. I just don't want to talk about it now. Um, you know, Gabriel made the good point. Look, if, if they were going to Africa or building a house, they would talk about it. Why can't we talk about a baby? Mm-hmm. Julia, she can't. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like between him and his dreams. It would make her feel like a cold-hearted wench. Gabriel swept her up in his arms and told her nothing could be farther from the truth. I mean, I well, I know, you know, they're both expressing how they feel, and neither one are totally listening to each other. I think that's another thing. Yeah, I think so too. And I see Ms. Betty joined us. Betty, yeah. we were just in the Good morning, Miss Betty. And uh, so they're having their discussion. That the, and <laughs> they're having you missed a the good part <laughs> about Gabriel wanting to at least talk about having a baby, and Julia saying, "I, you know, I don't want to talk about it right now." I'm not ready. <laughs> You're right. It's like you with the, like movie. You with the movie. I'm not ready. I am not ready. Oh, I'm going to have to dive in now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <clears throat> as long well, as, you as, never long know, as it's not I, Saturday I, I, morning. I might be traveling. I have friends who are coming up to the <laughs> Northeast and coming in from the West and from the South. So I, 
<laughs> it, it's going to be wild. I might be watching it on my phone, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> Shell said, it's not Julia's responsibility to keep Gabriel's okay. dream alive. And Flora said she wants the family with Gabriel, but wants to finish her degree first. When he mentions it, she thinks how she wants to give him that family, just not yet. So, yeah, anxiety is at its highest. And Ashley said they should at least talk. I understand Julia's unease and Gabriel's frustration. Uh, they both are right and wrong when it comes to having the baby. And Ashley notes they both need to be ready for it. So, although are you ever truly ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you ever truly ready? That is for very it? true. <laughs> for how yeah. well you planned. I don't care, I don't care how well you <laughs> planned. Once that child... Yeah, Shell just said that too. No one is ever ready to have kids. (laughs) I think conceptually you are. And Ashley, I think your point is right. I mean, they both need to have Mm -hmm. come to this kind of uh, discussion and agreement that they want to move forward with that piece of their their desire in their life. You mean there isn't Patrick when he was born? He didn't have a come with an instruction <laughs> kit like IKEA. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, putting IKEA furniture together. Anyway, <laughs> did you know? Did you know that the Prime Minister of Sweden, when he was elected, he had to put a cabinet together. <laughs> he was the president of IKEA. I was like, I heard that joke one day, and I was like, oh, God. That's If, you have, if any of you hilarious. have ever uh, gotten IKEA furniture, mm-hmm. you know how it comes and how you have to put it all together. Wayfair is just, just about the same, <laughs> by the way. Anyway. Yes. So he he found he found that spot on her, on her neck, under her hair, that would uh, be uh, just right, and it's so that he could... Um, kiss her and stroke her neck and the uh, and he's like this isn't the best place to have this conversation <laughs> you think and uh but he promised her that he would not he would be thinking was not thinking of her of her as a lynch or cold-hearted or anything um so he he promised he was not taking away his dream and that they would wait and Watching her yesterday made him very, very proud of her. Mm-hmm. And she was fantastic. And he pressed her li- his lips behind the ear and told her that when he brings up the subject of family, he was not trying to pressure her. He was simply bringing up a subject that made him happy and hoping that it would make her happy as well. And he continued saying that they could talk uh, about the future and about changing your timeline, he was a, and he acknowledged that uh, bringing up a family with their backgrounds <clears throat> is a momentous decision, which I can understand. I mean, if you both come from, uh, you know, like uh, dysfunctional families, and you know, granted, you know, Gabriel did have the benefit of the Clark's after, you know, but his first few years he did right. not. So that all plays into your head, Absolutely. too. And I have to laugh, um, Shell's just noted I, I, that C, um, uh, CFP's description, cold-hearted wench. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, really. And then, you know, and I can understand that. My, 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 uh, my, I have a niece uh, through, from Jim, through Jim, who's, I think she's 52 now, 53. And it was a decision she and Paul made 
when they got married that there was just not going to be children in the family because they just she she grew up with a, a split family and it was rather crazy and and um she didn't want any parts of that going on she didn't want to carry that through in her genes so quote, mm -hmm. anyhow so i understand that so he knew uh that you know she had given a lot of thought and he just wanted to talk about it and you know he she he asked they promised to talk about it in general terms at some point and uh you know it was he you know she agreed mentioning the topic had made her very uh, nervous and gabriel acquiesced saying that you know he needs to be able to bring it up and there's another big word for only other than um saying that he needed to be you know at some point they needed to be able to bringing it up without springing it on mm -hmm. her so please don't ever consider yourself either cold-hearted or a wench. Again, neither of these ascriptions apply to you. And I will not have someone speaking of my wife that way. And she nodded and continued. And, you know, so now what was in Rachel's email? <laughs> Shell says so he Julie wants to communicate and she shuts him down. Make up your mind, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I think we all do that as certain subjects that kind of upset us at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's time. a safety mechanism. Yep. Uh, so Julia told Gabriel that Rachel was calling in her chips, the Christians, Jews, Muslims, and Zoroastrians for prayers, which kind of surprised Gabriel. Mm -hmm. that Rachel even knew it was Zoroastrian. Which, by the way, did you know that um, Freddie Mercury was Zoroastrian? No, I did not know that. So while there are a very small number within that religious group, Freddie Mercury was one of them. He was the famous one. Um, yes. So Julia uh, explained that Rachel worked with a woman who was a Zoroaster and then asked how many there were. And Gabriel said he wickied it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know. I wickied it. So, you know, she's like, now, Professor. <laughs> Uh, don't believe everything you anything that you read in Wikipedia. <laughs> so she got him, she got him. and uh, so he, he sort of kind of laughed at it a little bit. And uh, uh, so he said that he, he could not have said it better himself. Someone had put him into it, and the contents were shocking. You know, I did not wiki. Gabriel. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? I, I don't know. We should totally, we should totally make a wiki page <laughs> for Gabriel. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my God, that'd be funny. Yes, it would be. Uh, he then kissed her gently but firmly, and someone cleared their throat in the area, and there he is. <laughs> the museum security guard. <laughs> Are you having flashbacks? Glaring at them. <laughs> not, not of the Ashmolean. <laughs> Perhaps down in the uh, in, in uh, Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh God. To add a little content context to that, we were we went to see a Botticelli exhibit in. Um, at William and Mary College, it was about five years ago, six years ago. I think ago. it was a little longer than that. Seven years ago? I'm going to, I'll look that up. Yeah. 
But we, um, so we get down there because I got a traffic ticket going down there, by the way, or a speeding ticket. <laughs> anyway, um, we get down there and we're looking and I'm, and I was pointing and at one of the paintings and, uh, the guard came over and he's like, don't, you can't touch that. You can't touch that. And, and uh, so, I, you know, so, uh, I, I just tweeted out to SR that, uh, somebody got, that the security guard got mad at me or something like that. So he. We're in this fantastic Yankee candy shop in Williamsburg, <laughs> yes, Virginia. Yes, after the museum. That is, which is about the size of a house, not the little storefront that you see in a lot of places. They have two stories and all kinds of stuff. And um, the, I get this response back from SR. Museum says? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we were howling. It was so funny. Oh my God, I was dying. I don't. Poor people at Yankee Candle. I don't think they knew what hit, hit me. We were laughing so anyway. hard. It was so silly. It was great. Uh huh. Uh huh. And um, I just uh, noted. I, I put the link to the William and Mary uh, news release on the exhibit, and that was 2017. Uh -huh. Seven so, years ago. So it's six years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. Six yeah. years ago. Yeah. It was fun. That was fun. <laughs> I'm in planning mode for 2024. I keep thinking I'm in 2024. But I think. That's all right. I've, that's, I, I'm all over the place. You died, Greg? <laughs> yeah. That's another. That's another. He's a New Orleans person, Greg, who's a teacher. And he's gay. And he's very funny. And because the kid, he teaches like young kids mm -hmm. in like theater arts type mm -hmm. stuff. And some of the comments that comes out, and he said, he says this, he'll come with this like question that somebody had asked him, and he'll go, "Now I'm thinking, is it because I'm gay? <laughs> is it because this? Or because that?" And then it, it's like something totally off the wall, and then he'll go, "I digress." <laughs> anyway, well, I digress. Elena um, noted she loves who Tosca picked as a security guard in the movie. Nice surprise. Uh -huh. <laughs> And I, like I said, I put the link into the Botticelli exhibit, and you can see some of the art that we had a chance to view, and it was breathtaking. Um, oh, as I and no, it absolutely was. And, you know, the only other place you're going to get that kind of experience with Botticelli would have been in Italy, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so, so. Um, anyway, so the security guard is glaring at them, saying, "Move it along, move it along." And uh, so they, Julie, uh, Gabriel apologized and Julia flushed, <laughs> saying they need to be more discreet. While Gabriel suggested provocatively they need to find a darker corner. <laughs> I told you, there are darker corners. I know. Gabriel's planning, they could Gabriel's done... scheming on where else he could take her, <laughs> to take her. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Security guard is jealous, Shell said. <laughs> Absolutely. I think Absolutely. so, too. They weren't doing anything completely untoward, you know. They weren't doing anything. No, no. It's, they, weren't, they were not in the National Museum <laughs> in England or at the Uffizi. <laughs> uh, well, and, and get, Betty is suggesting maybe one day Gabriel and Julia could actually go to the Sex Museum. <laughs> That's true. Which is fabulous, Betty. <laughs> 
They, well, they have one in, in New I York. know. That's, I'm sure that's why she suggested it, because they advertise. That's right. Um, that would be... That would be a fan well, fiction. Actually, that I would think... be a great fan fiction. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> story. Well, I think I think um, didn't Erica have a thing when uh, Darker came out at that museum? Because oh. I remember hearing this voice as a, I was watching live, mm-hmm. and it was Miss Betty. Oh, she's like you're not supposed to know I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, it makes sense. Yes. That would be a great venue for the for the book, right? I, it just would be Absolutely. fun. And, yeah. They they Absolutely. do they've done they did such a great job promoting that trilogy. They have. They have. Um, Emerson steaming up the artwork. Notes. Yeah, you got to be careful of that steam on some of that artwork. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so as he leads her out of the hallway. Gabriel said that he had called John Green. Sugar's there. Sugar. I Sugar came into the picture <laughs> um, at, to have him send a cease and desist letter to mm. Krista. And Julia wondered if that was a good idea. And Gabriel said, you know, when he consulted with John, then he thought it was right. And, uh, you know, it's simply to remind her that they were not going to be putting up with any of his slander because that was a problem for both of them as far as their academic careers with her mouthing off the way she did. And I think Julia kind of dispelled that when she gave her lecture, but it was still, oh my God, my glasses are fogging up now. <laughs> um, it's all that talk about museum sex. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm, I'm either that or I'm having a hot flash. God knows. <laughs> it could be a little life. of both, right? It could be everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sugar is alive. Betty said Gabriel could give a lecture about lust and love at the sex museum. Maybe. <laughs> ah, there you go. There I you like go. that. Shell says throw tomatoes and at John. Love, throws tomatoes at John <laughs> for his negative comments towards Julia. <laughs> well, he did, he never met Julia, and he knew what Gabriel. He uh, was basing it on us. Gabriel's prior. Uh, Indiscretion. Uh, yeah, affiliations. That's right. Oh my God. Exactly. Betty's wondering if Paul would approve of museum sex. I. Well, I don't. I. I no. I don't think so. Maybe with the right woman, Betty. Just saying. You never know. The right woman could pull it out know. of him. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Pam, I can't believe you. Oh my God. <laughs> That's why button jeans are fun. Anyway, oh um... my God. <laughs> oh, it's Barnes Sex for Paul, Shell said. I'm up for a challenge, Betty said. <laughs> LMAO, floors noting. <laughs> Pam, 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 seriously, Pam, wow, Pam, Pam is on fire today, Betty said, she truly is, Betty, she truly is, oh my God, Shell missed it, it buffered, 
I said the right woman <laughs> could pull it out of Paul. She could probably encourage Paul to have museum sex. She could pull it out of him. And Pam says, literally, she could pull it out of him. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, God, y'all. I'm sweating. Uh, let me, uh, I got to get my little fan out. Anyway. <laughs> Kenzie just said it's too early in the morning for this. <laughs> And Lori asks, when is Pam not on fire? Oh, oh my God. That laugh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't even oh believe. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Get out the hankies, uh, anyway. people. <clears throat> um, I get, out, get out something. <laughs> I'm having a major hot flash. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you're on fire um, literally, right? Um, yeah, I gotta get 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 in the shower, cool me off. <laughs> um, Her mind went there again. Shell said, "It is a good way to wake up, though." Brenda notes, "I hear, hear, Brenda." Yes, it is. I agree. It is. <laughs> anyway. Oh Lord, hundred yeah, percent. But it's been so long, I forget. Um. <laughs> anyway, so. Oh my God. Never too early, as Elena says. Pam, you go, girl. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, uh, Lord, so, have mercy. God grant us the serenity. Anyway, <laughs> so as, as um, you know, they're going talking with, with, with Sugar about uh, the CFP. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, the, the woman is a menace. And Julia took a deep breath, expelling it slowly, saying the conference went well. So maybe the slander was not as bad as we thought. Mm, wishful it reminded thinking. Reminded her that all, yeah, reminded her that all um, slander is worrisome. And uh, and did you don't you know the line from Marcello, who steals my purse, steals trash, but he filches from me my good name, robs me not that which not enriches him, and makes me poor indeed. Love and SR throwing so, in. Shakespeare. A little Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare Sorry, in the morning. Shakespeare in love. Anyway, um, so Julia recalled that he had said that this once before, but he was going to, but who was going to stop Krista? And he wasn't sure, but given her behavior at the conference, we had to try. <laughs> anyway, so that was, that is the wonderful background of uh, (laughs) so Kenzie i sorry I didn't acknowledge you I didn't see you were on because I don't have my mouse so I can't read all the way down the thing because my mouse died this morning don't ask why anyhow I just wanted to say we will be back next week with us all Yes, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's here. I know. We'll be talking with him about Redemption, part two, and mm-hmm. the film, and what he's up to, and all things SR. We will be. We will be. And uh, maybe he'll have a Shakespearean quote. <laughs> <clears throat> you never know. You never you know, never know with true. SR. Know. He is always full of surprises. So it'll be fun. Um, I don't Absolutely. know if it'll be as fun as this podcast, but um, 
Well, I know. And Kenzie just noted it's hard to believe the movie's out in a few days. I agree. I'm not ready, as I've said. Lori says, always a good time. Flora's excited for part two and for SR joining. Woot, woot for SR. It should be good. I'm looking forward to it, too. Yeah, it'll be good. He gets, uh, he, can have, he has a lot of fun with us, I think. Yes. So. I think so, too. <clears throat> and yes, yeah. Elena said, these are always great, but having SR join is always special. Truly. Mm-hmm. Really, really great. And so glad you guys could join us today. As Brenda says, woo, so many things happening this next few months. You are correct. This is true. <clears throat> this is true. And what's the countdown? <laughs> To uh, Passion Con. What's up, March? Oh my gosh. December, January, February, March. About about five and a half, six <clears throat> months away. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Not ready for that either. Not ready for that either. But it'll be here before we know it. <sighs> and Shell, thank oh, I know. you. I know. Shell's thanking us for the great weekend beginning. Um, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Well, the d- chat d- d- is you know. what makes this podcast really fun. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> and Lori said, Pam, do exactly what you did this morning next week. The same routine because you are extra on fire. <laughs> oh <Literally>. my gosh. <laughs> I can just imagine that now. SR would be how he would be laughing so hard. Probably. Yeah, he would. Probably. He would. So anyway, thanks so much, everybody. And um, yes, we look forward to next week. Wishing everyone a great weekend. Oh, we do. And I have we to do. ask you, Pam, before I say go Orioles. Yes. Um, and go Penn State. I have to ask you. Go Phillies. And they're, Phillies, they're too. Tonight, today also. Um, mm-hmm. What are you? Although I'm not a Phillies. I know. I know you aren't. What are we listening to? What are we, we are gonna be listening, listening to on the way out? Lord Huron and uh, Meet Me in the Woods. Mm. So have a great everyone. We'll talk next week. <laughs> <laughs>